0: So the way they pick TV shows is they make one show. That show's called a pilot. Then they show that one show to the people who pick shows. And on the strength of that one show, they decide if they want to make more shows. Some get chosen and become television programs. Some don't. Become nothing. This is episode 29 of the Pilot Season Podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Jen. And this is the podcast where we watch just the pilot episode of a TV show. could be old, new, uh, never aired, canceled. uh, Doesn't matter. We watch it all. And then we usually uh, sit down and discuss it and have a little fun with it. If you're new to the show... We usually take turns picking uh, which pilot episode we're going to watch, and normally it's a show that we've either never seen or we haven't seen it in a long, long time. This wasn't a show that I'm pretty sure we neither of us have ever seen.
1: No, I really <laughs> had never even heard of it.
0: Yeah, but but you picked it. Yeah. After some discussion. Hmm. Uh, do you want to tell everyone what you picked?
1: It's called Cop Rock.
0: Cop Rock. Cop Rock was uh, from 1990. Only lasted uh, not even a full season. Eleven episodes. What? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: and after watching this pilot, I'm a, I'm amazed it made it eleven episodes. Yes. Even more amazing. Not now to. To give you just a brief... uh, If you've never heard of Cop Rock, um, A, you're lucky. (laughs) B, it is a musical police drama. It was an hour-long musical police drama on ABC, like I said, in the the early 90s, in 1990. um, Cancelled, again, after 11 episodes. And it was... um, Ranked number 8 uh, by, on TV Guide's 50 Worst TV Shows of All Time. And TV Guide called it the single most bizarre TV musical of all time.
1: That's a, that's, a solid assessment. That's,
0: that's pretty appropriate. Um, this is going to blow you away. The,
1: <laughs>
0: the person that co-created this, Stephen Botchko. Created Hill Street Blues, L.A. Law, Doogie Howser, M.D., and N.Y.P.D. Blue.
1: No one's perfect.
0: Four, I'm um, like critically acclaimed and pretty like amazing shows. And he made.
1: You're gonna screw up. So, I mean, he's only human. He's only human, so yeah. he's not gonna get it right every single time.
0: I. I can't tell you how many times I either thought or wrote down in my notes, WTF. Mm-hmm. Um, I really would like to have been in some sort of like, a fly on the wall when they gave this show the green light.
1: Like, when they're all sitting around the table, kind of pitching it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, here's what we see, you know, and describing the, the cop show and the, you know musical numbers that will be spread throughout each show and it's troubling to me that a bunch of people then said yes that sounds good let's do that yeah yeah
0: I I really don't have I mean for, for all the notes I wrote I really don't have the words It's like I I feel like words can't do it justice. You just have to sit and watch this. I mean, you shouldn't, but
1: if you're, you know, you're in a bad place, you're really hating yourself. Go ahead (laughs) and and it was YouTube, right?
0: Yeah, that that's yeah. It was not a great quality. Um, I'm I'm sure if you're, uh, you know, if. If you are more familiar with uh, acquiring things off the internet, you could probably find a better, uh, higher quality version. Uh, this was just uh, on YouTube. At least the commercials were edited out. Yeah. I mean, we had that going for us. Yeah. <laughs> but it was not a not a great uh, not a great copy, but almost seemed appropriate. <laughs> given. Yeah. It
1: it was in some ways it was like hey thanks man whoever recorded it because the quality was so poor that oftentimes I couldn't see well enough to know which character I was looking at yeah but it didn't matter right. at all didn't matter at all
0: well the opening scene um, takes place at night and it's a it's a big drug bust they um, and and it's funny because the the opening scene um, you know when when if you didn't know this the show was like part cop drama, part musical. You know, you'd watch this show and like the opening scene was like straight up like a like a gritty realistic cop show. Like they they took down this drug house, like this, you know, flop house or whatever. Made a big drug bust. And uh you know it seemed like kind of for a TV show like realistic. Like, you know, very of the time, very gritty. Very, you know, right. hard-nosed um, cops and you know bad guys and and um, and then it transitions into a like a racially, socially charged musical number after the after the 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 drug, the drug dealers are taken into custody at Basically, the house. Basically,
1: they cuff them and then it's like two, three, four. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it was like I wrote in my notes I expected the cops to rock but didn't realize the bad guys would too.
0: Like Yeah, everybody rocked. Everybody
1: was rocking and was definitely not limited to police officers.
0: Everybody in this got in show. on this. Yeah. I mean the
1: Anybody and everybody was rocking.
0: The I mean don't don't get me started on the, on the on the mayor's musical number. Hey,
1: hey, hey, you're getting ahead of yourself yeah.
0: now. Don't want to get too far ahead. Um what do you I mean what do you think about the the theme? Uh, like, they got Randy Newman to do the theme, which is kind of a big deal. But also, I think like, again, very of the time, like Randy Newman was doing all the like, you know, he was just everywhere. And and I feel like like now, I, I look at Randy Newman, I'm like, ugh, God, Randy Newman. Like, I feel like it took it down a notch. Yeah, the it was just so corny. I
1: hated. Well, I hated so many things, but I hated how the opening credits were uh, like the mm-hmm. style of them was just like the band
0: they were like in a studio, yeah, but then and did you notice that the the cast was also in the studio, yeah with them they were like bobbing their heads like along with the music like well, they, they were just be, hanging out.
1: they're not just cops <laughs> they're they're musicians they're
0: cop rockers they're
1: singers, yeah.
0: It was just it, it it was almost it was like it was breaking the fourth wall. It was Cop like Pop
1: Rockers. <laughs> oh god. Um what did we just do?
0: I don't know. What did we just watch? Yeah, it's Um So yeah, Randy Newman just it, Randy Newman is a talented singer-songwriter. Clearly, he's won a lot of awards, mm-hmm. but his style of music does not lend itself to like a grim and gritty cop show. You know, he's very yeah. like, you know, with his key with his piano and his keyboard. He's very like, it's very lighthearted his music for the most part. Yeah. Um. And uh, I mean, he God, he did like he did all the music for like a Toy Story. You know. And he did. I mean, his you know, his like famous song "I Love L.A." Like everything he does is like very lighthearted. And so, like when this, when this, when the theme song starts up and it's like this, ding 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 ding, ding like this, it, it sounds like it's a theme song for like a rom com or like a <laughs> like a, a family TV show or right. something. Like it just seems very out of place. Yeah. Um. Yeah.
1: But it may be in some ways, it's right. it does seem out of place, but so much, like just <laughs> felt a little out of place, yeah, in this very weird episode.
0: The big drug bust in the beginning is kind of what sets the stage for this first episode right it it introduces us to kind of all the players um all the songs. <laughs> and so the like the the drug bus spent like uh you know we're introduced to this um strung out junkie mom um who that actress always plays a strung out junkie mom,
1: yeah, i've definitely seen her before
0: she was she was uh, in the sh- in uh the show e r she was doc she was susan lewis's sister
1: <gasps> Yes! Yeah.
0: Yes. Um, And in this show, she has a little baby. She's a junkie. And she's strung out and, like, trying to... She she was at the house that got busted. So she's, you know, kind of mixed up and everything. Um, The drug dealers that were arrested get let go. And then, like, the next day, one of them... Uh, kills a cop, and so there's a whole, you know, there's a whole thing which, you know, leads to kind of a dramatic ending. Um, I don't know, overall, I actually... (laughs) Weirdly, I found the cop stuff to be somewhat compelling, but everything else just ruined it.
1: Yeah, I think so. I, I would have to agree with that, because what I found was that they did work to put you know like some secondary storylines you know like you said this is mostly the story is mostly about the drug deal the cop gets killed and now everybody all the cops are pissed and want want to catch this guy Hmm. well they sprinkled in you know you mentioned the strung out mom Um, there's the I did not catch most people's names but there's two cops who are partners a guy and a girl and they clearly have feelings for each other yeah but the the woman is mm-hmm. married and then she
0: she's she's she married goes, to the to the forensics guy right so
1: she walks in the house hi honey and we see it's the forensics guy who we had like seen in a in a you know previous scene mm-hmm. so they're They tried, like, to make secondary storylines, you know. And I could see that down the road, like, maybe this the partner's guy and the girl are going to get together or, like, you know, whatever. And that's that's great. But, like, everything else that was awful about this show (laughs) took away from any storyline or piece of a storyline that could have been, you know, something to work with.
0: I couldn't tell. I mean... it could have gone either way. I couldn't tell if the the male female cop partners the the cop rockers who were partners right. <laughs> who were partners, if they had already had a fling or oh. if they were like the just the way they were talking it it was very ambiguous, like either they had a fling and they were trying to forget it or they were both on the verge of having a fling and they were trying to not think about it. Or at I, least she was, because she's married. We don't know what this guy's story is.
1: I thought it was the latter, that they were trying to
0: not... That's kind of what I assume. but like I said, it, the way it was written, it, it could have gone either way. Yeah. Um, let's talk about this forensics guy for a second. Um, now, first of all, like everyone in this show is like a character actor. Like I've seen almost everyone in this show somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, uh, the forensics guy is no different. I just can't, I can't place him, but he's been in a million different things. He's kind of like this middle aged, like, schlubby guy. He's got to be at least 20 years older yep. than the woman he's married to. And he even sings this, like, sad sack song. He has his own musical number.
1: It's called Cop Rock, not Cop Ballad, or in this <laughs> case, Forensic Scientist Ballad. <laughs> It it's, was a little bit of a downer because his yeah. song was like,
0: well, "I'm, pretty I'm sure. fat
1: and I'm old and I'm ugly. I'm the yeah. worst. He's like, and I'm I don't not, know why she's with me.
0: I'm not much to look at." But and what, I think it was called "She Chose Me." Yeah. I was trying to like pick up like what these songs might have been called. I'm pretty sure that one was called "She the Chose Me." The whole
1: time he was just sitting in a chair, so there yeah. was no movement. Like nothing was happening. Like, yeah, it was like, hey guys, we got this ballad. We're going to throw it in. We're going to have the schlub sing it. Um, what can we do to make it even worse? Don't let them get out of the chair. <laughs> All right, Ted. Ass in the chair. It's like you're <laughs> locked in the chair.
0: You know, well, action. Like, it was so awful. And it's one thing if if you're going to make a show like this and you go after actors, like legitimate actors that maybe also have legitimate, like... Musical theater backgrounds. I don't think any of these people did.
1: That dude really was not a good singer.
0: Neither was the the mayor.
1: The mayor definitely not a good singer.
0: Um, also, uh, not to jump ahead too much, but well, she was she had a couple other parts in it, or she was in it a couple other times. The female mayor was Barney Miller's wife. Really? In the, the sitcom Barney Miller, yeah, which was also a cop show, a cop sitcom.
1: But it didn't rock.
0: It did not rock. Although it had a it had a really cool theme song. <laughs> that's one of my favorite theme songs of all time. Anyways, um, so yeah, I was waiting for this forensic scientist to like basically pull a gun out of his desk and blow his own brains out mm-hmm. because that's how sad it was, and how like depressing this guy was to me. Um, but
1: I could not watch any more episodes of this show. But if somehow I could swallow it, I think I would be interested to see. You know, how many episodes till the cop rock and partners decide that they're <laughs> gonna get together, and then forensics dude finds out, and legit probably like hurts himself or something because that's how he feels on like what is an average day? Yeah. Like, how are you gonna feel on a real bad day? Yeah.
0: When when you find out that she she cho- maybe she chose you once, but now but she's she kicking chose the- that young dude. Yeah. She wants that. She wants that, that cop rock D. Whoa. <laughs> well <laughs> norm- <laughs> normally normally we we jump ahead like we when you know we, we save this for the end we discuss whether or not we would keep watching this show but since you brought it up I would keep the I would keep watching this show with a caveat uh if it was uh better quality because it's it's such a train wreck it's like so bad it's good I I feel like I haven't like looked that deeply into this, but I feel like this show has got to be like some sort of like cult. It has to have some sort of cult status. I think it probably does. Because it's so bad. Because
1: I don't remember the name of the guy who told us about it, but the conversation that we had that, that was at, day... At PodCon, that was yeah.
0: uh, Chris Maverick and uh, Wayne Wise, uh, friends of ours, who also have a show uh, here locally in Pittsburgh called uh, Vox pop uh oh, crap I'm going to I'm going to look it up but cuz I don't want to mess this up but uh, it was um uh, it was Chris Maverick that, that turned us onto this show and um uh, I'm going to find the name of their show so we don't screw it up but um
1: his description of the show it was very compelling you know it sounded like it was probably some kind of there was like a cult following and the way he described it I was like oh my god like no question we have to watch this show <laughs> So
0: it's a dot Pop, com. Check that out. Um, yeah, well, you know, well, well, and
1: somebody took the time to record that show and cut out all of the commercials, yep, really expertly. Like, we didn't get pieces like I used to record shows, and you get a piece of the first commercial and a piece of the last. There, I, it I, was like they did a pretty good job.
0: I'll bet they had so. So the, the, the version we watched was definitely taped off of TV because in the end, when they were showing the end credits, we were getting a little bit of like the, the evening news. <laughs> um, I think that this person, only because I used to do this myself uh, with episodes of Star Trek. I used to edit out the commercials. Nerd. Yeah. Better believe it. I had two VCRs. Nerd. Yeah. So that's how you do it. Mm-hmm. That, that That's how you get really get out the, epi- the commercials expertly. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, oh, not only for its so not only for its train wreck, um, you know purposes. Um, it's only eleven episodes, so it's not a huge commitment. Plus, it technically crosses over with two of two of uh, Stephen Bochco's other TV shows. Oh, really? Um, a character, it crosses over with, or not, I shouldn't say crosses over, but, like, one of the characters from Hill Street Blues makes an appearance. Hmm. And um, Jimmy Smiths from L.A. Law.
1: I feel like those guys were like, man, i got to read my contracts more quickly. <laughs> makes an appearance.
0: Um, so, yeah, I, 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 not only that, but, like, just for the... Like, who could possibly be guest starring in these shows, too? Like, maybe like people that weren't even famous at the time or maybe that were just getting started right. were on this show. Because I definitely recognized a lot of... Like I said, there's so many character actors and so many journeyman actors that you would recognize. If if this had been a better quality recording, you would have recognized more people. Um, well, I can tell you right off the bat, and I think... I don't know if you saw this or noticed it. Um, the actor that plays Jack Pearson's dad in This Is Us—you
1: did tell me ahead of time—is
0: like. But I think I would have recognized him. one of the main cops. Mm-hmm. Um, like granted, this was like nearly 30 years ago. He still looks the same, but obviously significantly younger, and he's kind of like the, like the the main cop who's kind of good and kind of bad, you know, yeah. he's got a sense of honor, but kind of, you know, does some stuff that's not great. Um anyway, so I yeah, like I would probably still watch this. As crazy as it sounds. As mm-hmm. as messed up as I found this this pilot episode to be because I mean, I I've got every other Every other note starts with WTF
1: <laughs>
0: um, like uh let's go with the chief of police who was uh played by Ronnie Cox who uh, again another great character actor he was um the guy who was sleep he, he was sleeping on the couch in his office covered yeah. in a blanket and he had a loaded revolver under yeah. his pillow and he when his um
1: that was a weird scene.
0: Yeah, his his assistant came in to wake him up. Who was Ernie Hudson, by the way? Winston Zeddemore from Ghostbusters. Jeez. Oh, yeah. I Ernie Hudson.
1: I couldn't even tell that because again, it was a terrible yeah, the quality. quality is so but
0: helpful. I I saw him in the opening credits, or saw his name at least. Um, and apparently, this is the only episode that Ernie Hudson was in. So good for him. He
1: cut and run. Yeah. I saw um, the writing on the wall.
0: I would say he nearly blows his assistant's head off. Yeah. And then he has this weird like cowboy. animatronic cowboy like something that you would see at like a Chuck E. Cheese. Like he presses a button on his desk and it's like this closet door opens and this animatronic cowboy comes out and it's out it's like something at from an amusement park. He's like, Howdy, partner. If you're feeling frisky, then draw. And it's like and his and and the chief of police is wearing like a two gun rig, like a cowboy holster rig, mm-hmm. and he like quick draws him or something, and
1: it it was,
0: it was just very so, weird, so bizarre. Like again, like uh, who thought this was a great idea? Were, I mean, these people all had to be coked out of their minds. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know how Let's else.
1: hope. I mean, to because if you're just completely sober. And you look at this and you think this is solid gold.
0: Yeah, they're like, and guys, something is wrong. with We me. nailed it. Quit drilling. We struck oil. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, yeah, there's the chief of police who sleeps with a loaded revolver under his pillow. Uh, the whole cowboy scene, which leads into a like a rather normal press conference between the chief of, with the chief of police and the the mayor. Which then leads into a totally bizarre musical number in the mayor's office.
1: I wrote, this is more awful than I could have imagined.
0: <laughs> that That is not an exaggeration, folks. <laughs> uh, again, this, I mean, it has earned its place as one of TV Guys' 50 worst TV shows of all time. I'm surprised it's, it's not higher. It's only number eight. I mean... I'm surprised it's not higher. Yeah. I mean... It, just for the sheer fact of like Steven Botchko's pedigree up to that, you know, what he did and then like he's got this black mark on his on his record. You know, it's like everything he... It's like an asterisk. It's like, oh, he did all this great stuff, but he also did cop rock.
1: Well, like I said, he's just a man. He's a human <laughs> being. He makes mistakes.
0: Yeah. Um... <clears throat>
1: The the scene with the mayor though, the that number. Mm-hmm. Oh my god.
0: That was brutal.
1: Like, yeah, because like we said one, she can't really sing. Yeah,
0: that that did not and help that, she could. It
1: did kind could, of blow my mind. None of them
0: none of them could sing though. None
1: of them were very good singers.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No one on yeah, really I I'm I'm really racking my brain to think, you know, I'm thinking to all the um musical numbers and maybe the only ones that could sing, uh, there was the the courtroom musical number, that, where they they kind of it was like a gospel choir. Like uh, they they jumped. It was when they rendered the guilty verdict.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it was like kind of a bunch of gospel singers. That
1: probably was my favorite musical number. <laughs> well, because the okay so the one with the mayor was just so awful because the mayor couldn't sing she had like three background singers male mm-hmm. background singers you know they could carry themselves for the little you know mm-hmm. that they did but oh she was just awful and yeah. it just ugh i don't know um but then the 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 scene in the courtroom the judge said has the jury reached a verdict? Hit it. That's a direct quote. I wrote yeah. it down. Hit it, and then somebody flips open a keyboard that's like lit up. It was the like it was like
0: built into a like a table. Yeah, yeah. Because I even I even wrote yes courtroom keyboard musical number.
1: <laughs> so the jury became a church choir. Like one minute they're all mm-hmm. wearing their regular clothes and then next thing you know they're wearing like fire robes and um at least it was was an upbeat song it wasn't like when Mm -hmm. you know the forensics guy was singing and i was like dear lord put me out of my misery sad
0: sack mcgee yeah oh and then like every like the, the the everyone in the uh courtroom audience if you will like basically became like like a church congregation they were like Standing up and like waving their arms right. and they're like praise Jesus and you know, yeah. And and yeah, it was just <laughs> that was that that was probably the best musical number.
1: Yeah, because it was at least it was fun. Yeah, it had more going for it than the other. It was the best numbers. of the worst. Good way to put it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I th- I think. Uh, it was after the mu- it was either after or during the mayor's musical number i wrote this can't be over soon enough <laughs> and i actually had a like a rather a good idea of what we were getting ourselves into i like again i had never watched this but i kind of knew enough going in and knew the how bad it was thought to be <laughs> So I was kind of prepared. I was at least I thought I was. I
1: was not prepared. I thought all the numbers would be upbeat again. Cop rock (laughs) rock. So I thought it was going to be like. Well, it's a loose interpretation. Yes, I understand that now. (laughs) I just thought, you know, it's a cop show, sure, and you're going to have like bad guys and, you know, shooting guns and stuff. But I Mm -hmm. just thought it was going to be a little bit more like upbeat.
0: Throughout. Yeah. Oh, so so another reason I kind of wanted to keep watching this show is because um, they they kind of threw me at one point um, the 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 junky mom, you know the 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 one female cop is tra- you know, took an interest in her and is like trying to get her help and um, you know as, as you know usual she's not interested she's like oh well you know.
1: I'm going to cut down on my drugs.
0: Yeah, I'm going to cut down. Well, she says, she says, we'll be okay. And I, I wrote that in quotes and I put equals, she's going to die. Now, she did not die in, at, at this, episode, in the, this episode, but if she's a recurring character, I feel like, at least, you know, I feel like she will die eventually. She did sell her baby, though, which that which I did not see that coming.
1: I, I didn't see it coming either. Um... It actually was one of my favorite parts, though. She sold her baby, okay? <laughs> and that was Listen, a highlight of the she episode. She didn't just sell her baby. I understand that it's 1990. She sold her baby for $200.
0: Yeah, she didn't I don't even know, try.
1: Like, calculate for inflation, <laughs> carry the one. I don't really know. Girl, you sell babies for hundreds of thousands of dollars, minimum. Hundreds yeah. of thousands of dollars. And maybe back in 1990. I don't know, maybe that's only tens of thousands of dollars. I'm not sure. Girl <laughs> didn't even try.
0: Yeah, she's sold gonna, her
1: baby for two hundred. Can I one more time? Two hundred
0: dollars. <laughs> she's gonna burn through that in a day.
1: I know she's a junkie.
0: Well, you know, and 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 the cops didn't help by by lowballing her on the, like she she said she had information on the cop killer's location, which turned out to not pan out. But they didn't know that. But they were only going to give her fifty bucks. I'm like, that's worth at least a hundred.
1: I wrote, do they really pay informants on the spot? Do they do that? Um, I don't know. I don't find myself in front of police officers ever.
0: I think there's a procedure. I mean, I, I, I mean, I watch a lot of cop shows. You do. That usually happens at least in TV cop shows in the okay. like TV cop world.
1: Okay. It's, I didn't really know that it was like just that. She's like, I want money, and I'll tell you wherever what his <laughs> face is. And the girl's like. Captain, whatever, she wants money. Yeah. Okay, $50. I was like, that took 12 seconds.
0: Yeah. Captain, bring out the cash box. Right. Well, so the, the, the funny thing to me, though, was at the end when you know she's sitting on a park bench or, or whatever, holding her baby and singing an awful song to it, mm. um, first of all, I, I would have sworn on a stack of Bibles that that baby was fake.
1: Me too. Because it
0: wasn't. It didn't move. It,
1: it moved at the very end, though. Yeah, I think because I
0: think she startled it. Yeah. I, I like legit. I think the actress startled the baby. <laughs> I think the baby was sleeping. I think she sung to it, startled it. The baby was like, "What the? Where am I?"
1: You only asked two hundred dollars for me.
0: <laughs> and then because if you not that we would go back and watch this again, but if you look at the actress's expression, she almost makes a face like like, oh, I can't, like, whoops, like, like, she realized what she did, Mm -hmm. you know, it was like an actual genuine expression of surprise, that she kind of shocked this baby out of slumber, um, so she's sitting on this bench, and we're not sure what's happening, but then this car pulls up, guy gets out and says, her name Patty, like, are you Patty, and she says, yeah, and like, we talked on the phone, I'm like, Okay, who do you call to sell your baby? So, Is there like a hotline?
1: Initially, I thought it was someone coming to help her, like social services.
0: See, I thought it was someone coming to kill her. Because cool. she, she ratted... She, I mean, again, even though the information didn't pan Patty? out... Patty?
1: Yes. I'm here to murder you.
0: I thought... Again, this was going to go towards my theory that she was going to be dead by the end yeah. of the episode. But that she went to the police as an informant to give up this cop killer, I thought maybe someone was going to killer.
1: So the guy that pulled up and approached her, you know, in like a tie and yeah, you know, that, just I think partially because of how he looked I thought, okay, it's social services. Maybe she did wise up. She, you know, asked for help or at least help for her baby or whatever. And the dude's like $200, right? Oh, these people really care about your baby. They even gave me a car seat.
0: Yeah, so was he like some sort of like like in between like some sort of baby negotiator. I mean he, like she called him and like hey, I got a baby. Find, you know, give me a good price and he's like I can get you 200 right now. She's like sold.
1: Yeah, I don't There are people that do that. I know. Oh, sure. But I'm not but in that know. world, so I don't get how it works. I don't have a clue. But it
0: that's so, what I mean. Like, is there just a directory? Is there like a an eight hundred number? Like one eight hundred
1: She hung a flyer up <laughs> at the local sheets, like yeah. baby for sale.
0: one 800 sell baby. I mean. <laughs> but anyways, but that was that was the end was that the end of the episode? Well, so um the the resolution with the cop killer was the uh uh the main cop, uh Jack Pearson's dad from This Is Us. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know they they get to the cop killer's location where a couple of like I guess younger kind of little more inexperienced cops have him uh, detained, but illegally because they're a couple of morons. And uh, no search warrant. Yes. Yeah, so he knows that it's going to get thrown out. Um, they, they they're not even going to be able to arrest him. So he basically executes him. You know, he tells everyone to get out, and he turns around and he shoots him, and makes it look, you know, concocts this whole thing to make it look like he wipes shot. Wipes
1: wipes down the gun. Yeah. Oh well, and so Jack from This Is Us, Dad, who's probably the only name in the whole episode I caught. His last name is Larusso. So yeah. Larusso. Doesn't want to lose the cop killer, so makes everybody leave. Okay, I'm just going to like blow the guy away and say it was, you know, self defense or or whatever. Well, then the forensics guy is in on it. Forensics guy comes in
0: and well, is processing
1: think, him, and he's like, "Yep, that that's what I see. Yep." And I'm like, "That's not what you
0: see." Yeah, I think he's he's in on it, but he just because it's like he knows it's the right thing to do. Even right. Though they it's, just they, it's they the just wrong want thing. the cop killer. Yeah, and it's not like because it's not like the like LaRusso and the forensics guy. Got together and conversed and said, "Okay, this is the way it's got to be." Yeah. The the captain shows up and says and notices that he's got, you know, handcuff marks on his wrists, implying that he was cuffed before he was killed, and the forensics guy was like, "No, those are old. Those are at least three days old." And the captain's not really not buying it. And, he, and he's like, "Is that your official statement?" And he goes, "Yes." So
1: I might be old and frumpy and sad. But, yes.
0: <laughs> so, and then the captain, like, straight up confronts LaRusso about it, and LaRusso's like, eh, what are you going to do? So, that that's also, to me, a, an interesting conflict between the captain and LaRusso. You know, the captain's kind of like a straight arrow. Not, He's not really like a stick-up-your-butt kind of guy, but he's definitely, like... You know, I'm sure he's afraid that Larusso is going to, you know, a, a bad cop. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and then there's Larusso, who's just trying to do his job, just trying to catch a cop killer. So, um, I think you know those two butting heads would be kind of interesting, and because again, those are two good actors. The, um, the guy that played the captain again, totally recognized him. I'd seen him in a hundred different things, but. You know, um, yeah, so I would be interested to see how that plays out. I don't know if they you know if they knew ahead of time that they were getting cancelled at eleven episodes or if it just the show basically just ends, but oh, you know what actually, and I, maybe they they maybe they did know because i I did read this you you might find this interesting. Um. So it says uh the series final episode which aired on December 26, 1990, concluded with the cast breaking character and joining crew members and performing a closing song. Which oh, and that final episode fe- featured Cheryl Crow appearing as a backup singer. <laughs>
1: only person on the whole damn show that can carry a tune. They make her a backup singer. Yeah.
0: Well, that's where she got her start. That's true. She was a backup singer okay. for like, for like yeah, Michael Jackson. Um, and uh, despite its overwhelmingly negative reception and short run, the series still has been rebroadcast in later years uh, on VH1, A&E, and uh, Trio in the 2000s. So... But they they must have known they were getting canceled because they did that the whole cast and crew you know doing a right doing a like a kind of a, a send off type of song so um so clearly so you said you would not watch this I said I would watch it with certain um, conditions would you recommend if, if someone could watch a clean, like a cleaned up version of this, would you recommend they watch it just for the sheer uh, ridiculousness of it?
1: Probably, because honestly, I'm glad this wasn't something that I super cared about because the quality of the video was so frustrating. Like I said, I couldn't sometimes make out one character or the other, mm-hmm. and that that detracts from any show sure it's hard to follow the story like they all look like they were in shadows yeah it was
0: very very dark so very it was it was a vhs recording put on youtube yeah it was not good
1: so if it was normal quality yeah i mean that you could definitely have a little more fun with it you know Mm -hmm. if for nothing else like just laughing at how bad they did 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 y'all know when you auditioned that you had to be able to sing? Like, I'm confused. Yeah. (laughs) Didn't your agent tell you? What did you think you were going in for?
0: Yeah, so many questions. Yeah. Um, So many questions. There's just so many questions revolving around this show. I would definitely recommend watching at least the pilot, just because it's just so crazy. It's just so over the top again it's like it's part gritty cop show, which is again it which is actually pretty decent mm-hmm. and part Broadway musical,
1: yeah, and there were you know I'm no producer or whatever, but it it, it was I, mean, I don't know how to articulate this really, but it was like the numbers felt like they were made for a musical, not Necessarily made for TV. Mm-hmm. So that was just kind of weird, too. I don't know what was missing or, you know, I can't say, oh, here's how they should have done it. But like, it did have that feel of like, you know, when you see a musical and there's all oh, even really good musicals. Sometimes there's elements of just like cheesiness mm-hmm. and um, how they... Lay out the choreography and stuff like that, it just kind of felt like an actual musical when they were doing the musical numbers.
0: yeah yeah i I felt like as good as the cop stuff was, like I, like I said earlier, the the musical numbers just totally sucked the air out of the room. It really detracted from the power like the powerfulness of the the police procedural stuff. Because it's just, it's like oil and water; they just don't mix. Yeah, they really don't mix. Especially because...
1: with two songs being like ballads. Yeah, yeah, they know. were just
0: kind of sad. So, okay, well, I think we're we're both pretty much in agreement on that.
1: I kind of want to see the final episode though, <laughs> because when you started to read that piece, mm-hmm. um, I and before you said like. The cast and crew and everything. I was like, oh my god! I just I can see it now. Like, they know it's the last episode. It's gonna be like a kick line. It's gonna be like, <laughs> like, oh, really over the top. It's. But,
0: I mean, it. It'll be. I mean, if judging by everything else in the pilot, we just we know it's just gonna be bad. Yeah. It, but. But still a spectacle, something you want to watch. So okay. Yeah. Well, I think that about wraps up that, uh, wraps up Cop Rock. I don't think really there's anything else we can keep saying about it.
1: Halfway through the episode, (sighs) I looked at Dan and I said, I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, so, uh, the next episode will be my pick and I haven't decided what we're going to pick yet or what we're going to watch yet. I guarantee whatever it is, it's It's got to be better than than Cop Rock. Mm Mm-mm. Once, uh, once I decide what it will be, uh, I'll tease it on our social media. So if you would like to also watch it and then follow, you know, uh, and uh, give us your thoughts or, you know, follow along with us on the podcast as we talk about it, that would be cool. So you can find all of our social media uh, at uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are, it's at Pilot Season TV. On all those accounts, all one word at Pilot Season TV. Our main site is TV.blogspot.com. and you can find our episodes on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. And if you have any uh, suggestions for shows to watch, or comments, or questions, uh, obviously you can hit us up on any of our social media accounts. Or you can email us directly at pilotseasonpodcast at gmail.com. So, anything else?
1: I don't think so. I would actually love to hear what people thought about Cop Rock. (laughs) If you've got 45 minutes to kill, watch it and then shoot us a message or post a comment. Because I'm curious what other people would think about that.
0: Okay. Well, we'll we'll try and solicit some uh some opinions some thoughts, some feedback on cop rock, <laughs> and uh, okay so this has been episode 29 of the pilot season podcast. I'm Dan and I'm Jen and we'll see you next time. See ya.